Hello once again. My name is Andrew Wetzel. I'm a full-time agent with Long & Foster. I'm also a realtor, an associate broker, an ethics instructor, and a mediator. I've been moving sellers and buyers since 1996. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. One of my favorite expressions in real estate is the term, as is. Unfortunately, its use demonstrates that it's misunderstood. I don't hear it as frequently as I used to, but it comes up every now and then, and that leads to what I hope is an instructive conversation. A podcast is a perfect vehicle for that. Let me start by reminding you that I'm not an attorney, so this is not intended as legal advice. First, let's look at the term from the seller's perspective. When a seller tells me that they're selling their property as is, they typically mean that they will do no repairs. Whether they price it low to sell fast, or they don't want the inconvenience or expense of making repairs for a sale that may fall through doesn't matter. If they insist on doing this after we discuss it, I will suggest that they allow me to make their intention known to the real estate community and general public so that there is no confusion. Some have used the term as-is to mean that they do not want to complete the property and lead-based paint disclosures, which are required by law. The term caveat emptor or buyer beware no longer applies, although some seem to think it still does. I've been mediating disputes for over 16 years, and other than buyers and sellers trying to resolve who gets to deposit money when a sale falls through, many of my mediation conferences have involved a buyer who thinks that a seller failed to properly disclose something to them. In Pennsylvania, the law requires that sellers disclose material defects in their property in writing to prospective buyers so that they can make an informed decision before making an offer. There are exceptions to the law. In addition, there is a lead-based paint disclosure form for houses built before 1978. This is a federal law. I'm not aware of any disputes regarding how that form has been used. From a buyer's perspective, in addition to reviewing the disclosure statements, assuming they are available, which is not always the case, a buyer has several alternatives if they wish to make an offer on a property with obvious issues, which I would nicely call deferred maintenance. They can subtract the anticipated cost of addressing the problems, assuming they can justify the amount that they deducted. They can ask a seller to correct specific problems as part of the negotiating process, or they can ask what's called a seller assist, assuming they don't jeopardize their ability to finance a purchase. Whichever option they choose, the result may turn off a seller or make their offer less competitive if there are multiple offers. I would respectfully suggest that a buyer not discount an offer and then ask for a repair anyway, or avoid mentioning an obvious concern as this may cause a seller to think that the issue does not concern the buyer. Negotiating an offer can be challenging enough without creating a later issue when the property inspection issues need to be resolved. When a property is marketed, there's a general expectation which is written in the two different paragraphs of the PAR Standard Agreement for the Sale of Real Estate. PAR stands for the Pennsylvania Association of Realtors. In paragraph 25, Representations, the language states that unless otherwise stated in this agreement, the buyer has inspected the property before signing this agreement or has waived the right to do so and agrees to purchase the property in its present condition subject to inspection contingencies elected in the agreement. Paragraph 18, Maintenance and Risk of Loss, the language states that the seller will maintain the property specifically listed in this agreement in its present condition, normal wear and tear accepted. I've given you a paraphrasing of both of those, so if you read the actual PAR agreement, you'll get to see the, the complete package.
At any rate, in other words, the buyer is buying what they saw when they walked through the property. There is a trend in some markets to buy a property sight unseen, and this can get complicated by the simple fact that a buyer will not have seen the property condition before making an offer, or perhaps even worse, they may be relying on someone else to describe what they're trying to buy. Later issues with property condition could get interesting. Most buyers will do one or more inspections which will offer them three alternatives. They can accept the property as inspected, they can ask the seller to do repairs, or they can terminate the sale, meaning that they do not accept the property as is and will not ask for repairs. Given these options, I find it interesting that some buyers do not accept that a seller may simply say no when asked to do any repairs. I believe that a seller should make their attention to sell as is known up front so that a buyer does not waste their time and money thinking they can negotiate repairs that a seller might have to disclose to the buying public when the property goes back on the market. Should a sale fall through, the seller should not ignore the inspection results. There's a variance of opinions as far as how to handle them, and I'll leave that for a later podcast. In conclusion, when a buyer sees as-is in the MLS or the Internet, it can make them wonder exactly what the seller knows, perhaps to the point of wondering what they're not disclosing, and what it is that the seller expects the buyer to have to fix. The last point I'll make is that many times I see listings where the seller puts down that the municipal repairs are the buyer's responsibility. While that's certainly the seller's right to do, I would respectfully suggest that the seller should get the municipal inspection taken care of so that they can present a list to a buyer so that the buyer can make an informed decision. Not every transaction is going to result in a settlement. However, when a property falls through and the marketing resumes, the buyers wasted their time and money on whatever inspections and, and, and other things that they went through, and the sellers also lost time and effort in marketing, and perhaps the property gets stigmatized because people wonder what it is that happened. So using the term as is is something that requires a conversation and both parties need to understand what it means and why it may be used incorrectly. Thank you again for listening to this podcast, and as I always like to say, hire wisely. We're not all the same.